Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Joshua chapter 13. Today's title is God Says You're Not Done. God Says You're Not Done. I've got to say that God is going to start by completely insulting Joshua (laughs) and then remind him that he's still got stuff to do. So I guess the question for you today would be, has God ever insulted you? <laughs> we're going to get to that in just a moment. Maybe it's not insulting. We'll see. But if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are on the road to 1,000 subscribers because we've got a lot of ideas, a lot of things we want to do, but you can't do it to get over 1,000. So here we go. Also, if you're on listening to this on podcast, whether it be uh, Stitcher or Spotify, Google, all the things, we tr- we've pretty much got it everywhere now. Make sure you are sending us a five-star review. It really does help us. And I'd love for you to go to YouTube. And subscribe because we want to get to that thousand so we can start doing some live interviews and some different ideas that we have. Also, I would love for you to go to the Facebook group called Bible Breakdown Discussion. There's some amazing people doing some amazing devotions. And if you would like to know more about how you can get involved with the Bible Breakdown Discussion, I want you to send us a message on there and we'll talk to you about what next steps might look like. And the more we dig, the more we find. And I'm loving this idea of us developing a community of people that are just rallying around our love for God's Word. Just Bible geeks and not ashamed, right? And so if you got your Bible, you want to open it up with me to Joshua chapter 13. We're going to be reading this. Get your coffee cup ready to go or your water bottle, whatever your jam is. Don't forget, the theme of Joshua was God fulfilling His promise. But remembering that that doesn't mean that we just just go, okay, God, do it. Just say that and then walk away. But it is a journey that God takes with us. A good way of looking at God's promises are God's open doors plus God's power plus God's purpose. So he's moving with us along the way. He wants to partner with us in all of this. And we see that firsthand in the life of Joshua. God said, I'm going to give you this land. You would think that would mean they would just sit there and it would just appear. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I'm going to give you this land, but you're going to work for it. And that's the way God works in our life. Like, I want you to have a blessed family. I want you to raise God-honoring kids. I want you to be able to get your degree so you can have a a job that honors me, all those wonderful things. But you know what? You don't sit there, and I just bring it. We're going to work this out in your life. Well, now there's a shift and a transition that is going to start to occur in Joshua because, as we read yesterday, the land finally had rest from war. And so you would think, okay, we're done. But... The job's not finished yet. What do you do after it's, after it's like conquered? You have to settle in it. And so Joshua, I wonder, because of the way God talks to him at the very beginning, if he was like, okay, I'm done now. I'm going to go retire and do whatever. And God's like, wait a minute. You're not done. The war is half the battle. The other half is what comes next, right? And so what I want to do is we're going to read this together and just imagine these next steps. And I want to start off with saying, God's not going to hold it easy on Joshua, because let's just read it together. Ready? Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. I mean, imagine God says this to you. When Joshua was an old man, which, by the way, he was, he was 80 years old when these campaigns started, and it took 25 to 30 years. He is super old. He's like half dead, you know. He was an old man, and the Lord said to him, Hey, Joshua, 
you're growing old, <laughs> but there is much land left to be conquered. So pause. How would you feel? You get up one morning, you know, that hairline's receding a little bit. It's getting a little bit more gray every day like mine is right here. But you know, you're okay. And you go into your prayer time and, and God says to you, hey, you're getting old. <laughs> That would kind of ruin my day, all right? Thanks, God. I, you know, yeah, great. But what he's telling Joshua is, you're not done. Like, I haven't ended my purpose for you. And already, can I just go ahead and encourage you with something? Many times when we go through seasons uh, where we struggle, but then God does great things, some of the most discouraging seasons is right after that. Maybe it was a, a season when you were going to school. And you were going to school and you were believing God that if you just worked hard and you studied hard, you'd pass all the classes and you were having to work two jobs to make ends meet. And you did that and you got close to graduation and close to graduation and everything was good. And and finally you graduate, man, God helped you. It was awesome. And then the crash, like, what do I do now? Like, I know I need to get a job, but what do I do now? I've talked to people that are empty nesters. And they're just doing the very best they could to get their kids through high school, get them started in college, find them a spouse, and you know, just all, they do all these different things. And finally, they are now empty nesters and the crash. And God looks at Joshua and he said, you have done some great things. Don't stop dreaming. I've got more left for you to do. Verse 2 says this, this is the territory that remains, all the regions of the Philistines and the Gersherites and the larger territory of the Canaanites, extending from the stream of Sahar on the border of Egypt, northward to the boundary of Ekron. It includes the territory of the five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Eshkelon, Gath, and Ekron. The land of the Avites in the south also remains to be conquered. In the north, the following areas had not been all conquered. All of the land of the Canaanites, including the Marera, also belonged to the Sidians stretching northward to Aphek on the border of the Amorites, the land of the Gebelites and all of the Lebanon mountains area east to the east from Baal Gad below to Mount Hermon of Lebo Hamath, all of the hill country from Lebanon to Mishmaim, including the land of the Sidonians. I myself will drive these people out of the land ahead of all the Israelites. So be sure to give this land to Israel as a special possession, just as I have commanded you. Include all this territory as Israel's possession when you divide the land among the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. So notice, the land had rest, but there were still areas to be conquered. And so he tells Joshua, you've got to put all this stuff there. You've you've got to to divide up the land that you've conquered, but there's still dreams to be dreamed. There's still land to be conquered. So don't think that you're done just because you've done this. Not as in like, a bad thing, but it's it's encouraging. Continue to dream. Verse 8. Half the tribe of Manasseh and the tribes of Reuben and Gath had already received their grants of land on the east side of the Jordan. For Moses, the servant of the Lord, had previously assigned this land to them. Their territory exceeded from Aor on the edge of the Arnon Gorge, including the town in the middle of the gorge, to the plain beyond Mabdia, as far as Gibbon. It also included all the towns of King Sihon of the Amorites, who had reigned in Heshbon and extended as far as the borders of Ammon. It included Gilead and the territory of the kingdoms of Gershu and Makkah, of all of Mount Hermon, of all of Bashan, and as far as Selekah, and all the territory of King Og of Bashan, who had regained in Ashtaroth of Edri. 
King Og was the last of the Rephaites, for Moses had attacked them and driven them out. But the Israelites failed to drive out the people of Geshu and Makkah, so they continued to live among the Israelites to this day. Moses did not sign any allotment of land to the tribe of Levi. Instead, the Lord had promised them that their allotment came from the offerings burned on the altar of the Lord, the God of Israel. Moses had assigned the following area of the clans of the tribe of Reuben. Their territory extended to the Aor and the edge of the Arnon Gorge, including the town in the middle of the gorge, the plain beyond Mebiah, and it included Heshbon and all the other towns of the plain, Dibon, Bemoth Baal, Beth Baal Meorn, Gahaz, Kedeshmo, Mapheth, Kerithim, Sebath, a name that begins with Z, and all the hills above the valley, Beth Peor and the slopes of Pisgah, and Beth Gershemoth, the land of the Reubenites, and all the including lands in the towns of the plains, that the entire kingdom of Sihon. Sihon, the Amorite king who regained Heshbon and was killed by Moses along with the leaders of the Midians of the Evi, Rakim, Zeor, Hur, and Ribah, princes living in the region who had allied with Sihon. The Israelites had also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, who used magic to try to tell the future or to tell the future. And the Jordan River marked the western boundary for the tribe of Reuben and the towns of the surrounding villages in this area were given as their homeland to the clans of the tribe of Reuben. So once again, these are the lands that they have conquered and they really got to change the names on these lands, (laughs) but they've conquered them and now they're starting to settle in them. They're still having things to dream, still having things to do. Moses had assigned the following areas to the clan of the tribe of Gad. Verse 25, the territory included Jazer, all the towns of Gilead, the half of the land of Ammon, as far as the town of Aor, just west of Rabbah. It extended from Heshbon to Ramoth Mespev to Metum from the Mahan to the territory of Lodibar. In the valley of Beth Haram, Beth Hamriah, Sukkoth, Saphon, and the rest of the kings of, of King Sihon of Heshbon. The western boundary ran along the Jordan River, extended as far north as the tip of the Sea of Galilee, and it turned eastward so that the towns of the surrounding villages and this area was given to the homeland of the clans of the tribe of Gad. Now, if we had a map, you could see this. And what it's doing is he is using these cities and these kingdoms to show the different areas where it was. That's why he's saying all of these, is he's showing the boundaries so you could see. So if you live in the United States and you see how the different uh, geographical divisions of the different states, that's what he's doing. So he's dividing these up so they would look a little bit like states. So they would say this is the area that is given to these tribes. One more. Let's talk about the half-tribe of Manasseh. Moses had assigned the following area to the clans of the half-tribe of Manasseh. Their territory extended from Bahirium, including Bashan, all the former kingdom of King Og, 60 towns of Jair Bashan, and it also included half of Gilead and King Og's royal cities of Ashtaroth and Edri. All of this was given to the clans of the descendants of Mechar, who was Manasseh's son. These are the allotments Moses had made while he was on the plains of Moab, across from the Jordan River, east of Jericho. But Moses gave no allotment of land to the tribe of Levi, for the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised that he himself would be their allotment. I love this idea that these, this isn't even over on the right side of the Jordan. It's just the other side. But as we get ready to end, I want to ask you this question. What is it in your life that is stopping you from moving forward? And I want to ask it this way. Is it, are you in a season where you feel like you have nothing left? That you feel like there's nothing to push you forward? 
There's nothing to live for. There's nothing to be excited about in your life. Can I tell you that's okay? We all go through those seasons. And if you look back over your life, it's a challenge to do this, but it's possible that maybe one of the reasons why you feel like there's no mountains left to climb, no adventures left to, to do, is because you just got through climbing some mountains, just got through going through difficult seasons. And you're like, I, I don't know what to do. Maybe for others, you look at the mountains still left to climb, and it looks overwhelming. So you might be on the other side. You're not sitting there going, there's nothing left to do. I've conquered all the land. Or others, you may just be getting started out. You know, maybe Joshua was looking at all this and going, man, the easy part was conquering it. Now I got to divide it. You know, you want to talk about dividing land amongst family. That's, that's going to be fun. But either way, you know what God says? There's still stuff to be done. Go, and I'm going to help you. So I don't know what you may be facing. Maybe you're facing the end of a road. Maybe you're facing the very beginning of a new road. But the answer for the problem is the same. And that is God promises that though he doesn't always take away those roads, he promises to always go with us through them. So I want to ask you this question. What is holding you back? And if God is with you, and if God is for you, are you willing to take the next step? If you will, that's where the adventure truly begins. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your goodness, your kindness. Lord, how you see us, you know us. You're not mad at us, God. You're not mad when we when we go through difficult seasons and we're just tired. Or God, when we look at new seasons and it just looking at it makes us tired. We know that you're with us in the sunshine and the rain and days of certainty and uncertainty. And God, I'm so thankful for your faithful patience. I pray, God, for everyone who is listening or watching this today, you'll fill us with your courage to take the next step and to realize that you are for us in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My prayer for you is that when you get to the end of your journey, you will say, as Joshua did in Joshua 21, verse 45, his testimony was, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. That's my hope for you. I want to play some music for a little while and give you a chance to reflect on what God's word has maybe been saying to you today. And I will see you tomorrow for Joshua chapter 14. Thank you.